Welcome to the Central Group Leadership Podcast, a podcast to inform, instruct, and inspire you toward creating community within your church. Here's your hosts, Pastor Anthony Matrone and Pastor Sarah Holmes. All right, all right. All right. Well, welcome (laughs) to episode number 10 of the Central Group Leadership Podcast, where we hope to help you lead your group to closeness with God and with others. Sarah, how's it going today? I'm doing well. Everything is going great. Now, Anthony, you're about to pop out of here, though. In two days. You're heading to Italy. like one day. Oh my gosh, it's Wednesday. Like 17 hours from now. Tell everyone what you'll be doing. So we're going to be doing a vacation Bible school in a church nice. in Naples, Italy. We'll be there for 10 days. It's going to be really fun. I'm preaching at a at an AG church. Nice. On Sunday. It's good stuff. I've uh, never preached with an interpreter before, so that's going to be different. It's going to be exciting. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited for it. So we got a great team going, um, and we're going to be working with a bunch of kids so that good. don't speak English, yes. and we're going to be teaching them English, and we're going to be having fun with them, playing games and all that, and teaching them about Jesus. So we're really excited. That's awesome. How ready are you in 17 I'm, hours? I'm, I'm not, um, <laughs> but we're going to get there because I have to. Awesome. So there's no, there's no choice. Now, we celebrated you yesterday yes, on the did. staff because sure. Sarah is bailing on us. Wow. Really soon. The verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's leaving. She got married and yes. heading to. Uh, we are heading to Tampa, Florida, actually, yeah. which if you know Noah and I, we're totally Midwest. So this is funny and amazing at the same yes. time for us. But yeah, we're heading there. Noah's schooling is bringing us to Tampa, Florida. Yeah, so. Well, we're going to miss Sarah a lot. Now she's on the podcast for a couple more episodes after today, um, but we're kind of coming to the end and it's going to gonna end. be sad when you go. Yes, let's not let's cry. not keep talking about okay, it. We'll move let's on. Let's move on. All right. So today we have an awesome conversation with E. Scott Martin. Yes. You may remember the last episode we had was with her his wow <laughs> his wife yes. Crystal Martin. Uh, that was a fantastic episode, and I think you're going to enjoy this one just as much. E. Scott Martin is a fantastic dude. Yes, uh, we know him well. Tell us a little bit about him, Sarah. Yep, E. Scott Martin is from Arizona, where he earned a bachelor degree in biology and a master's degree in soil and water science from the University of Arizona. He is currently a doctoral candidate at Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. He became involved in university student ministry at the University of Arizona and was part of a group of students who pioneered Chi Alpha on that campus. He was the first lead director of Chi Alpha there and served as the state director of Chi Alpha in Arizona. Scott and his family served overseas in Central Asia, planting campus ministry, and was the National Chi Alpha Cross-Cultural Missions Director prior to becoming the National Director of Chi Alpha in spring of 2014. Scott's heart is in student ministry and building the kingdom of God. His challenges to university students is every student goes, every student gives, every student prays, every student welcomes. Scott is married to Crystal, who serves as the cross-cultural missions director at National Chi Alpha, and they have two sons, Mercer and Marcus, and a daughter-in-law, Molly. Great. We hope you uh, enjoy this conversation as much as we did. All right, Scott, well, thank you for joining the podcast today. It's great to have you. It is my pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be fun. So you've been uh, doing a little bit of traveling like usual. Yeah. Are you on the ground for a minute or are you you flying back out? I am just for a minute. Today is Monday. I will fly out Thursday, returning on Friday. We have reached you the following week and then I'll 
Man. That gives you reprieve. I'm in during that time. Yeah, so. that's good. Wow. Well, we always love it when you're sitting behind me at church. <laughs> and I love sitting behind you. It's <laughs> so. the best. I, I, I'm a, I've always been, I was grew up uh, with the principle of a lay family that said, always sit in the second or third row. Interesting. Because no visitor wants to be put up front. They want yeah. to sit in the back. Yeah. And so that's just something I followed. So you, t- you take that, take that role. That's good. I like that's that. Awesome. That's really interesting. I am a third row seater too. You are. I've noticed I, that. I am a third row and no one ever sits in front of me either, but yeah. that third row. Yeah. We got to get place. you in the front row. <laughs> I well, would sit in the front row, but of course it's reserved. It, <laughs> it is reserved for really, really special uh, pastors right. and staff and that sort of thing. I don't know why. That's why I don't, I don't understand why Sarah. I like my third there. row spot. It's, it's a good spot. It's not really reserved. It's great. <laughs> Sounds so pretentious. <laughs> Don't sit. There. Well, we had your wife Crystal on the yes. last episode, which was awesome. So good. So you got you got to top her. Are you I be do. Able to do that I today, do. We're Scott? very competitive. I so know I'm you are. I know you are. That's why I'm I said ready. it. I'm ready. I'm prepared for that. <laughs> well, we're really excited. So you are the national director of Chi Alpha, correct? I am. How long have you been in that role? Been in that role eight years. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, Crystal and I served as a national Chi Alpha missions directors yeah. for. 20 years. Okay. So you guys have been in, in that world a long time. And, um, (laughs) Chi Alpha is really kind of built around this whole small group model, correct? It is. Um, That that sort of discipleship and you've seen a lot of success with it. So, I mean, who better to have in for this podcast than than you? And, uh, so we just love to kind of hear from you. Uh, what's, what's some best practices? What what have you really seen work, uh, not only within the Chi Alpha model, but you lead a, a life group here at Central Assembly as well. So what, what, what's been working for you? Right. I, I do, and I'm happy to share that. I'll, uh, I really try to parse it out to where people can really grab this. It can be portable. They can remember it. Um, I remember my first small group I was ever in. I was at the University of Arizona, and it was within a varsity Christian fellowship. And I had never been exposed to that level of relationship. Mm or discipleship, we began to dig outside of family, mm-hmm. began to dig deep into each other's lives, holding each other accountable, really beginning to challenge each other to live out the word of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was a powerful, powerful time. If there was a need in that small group, we met it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Financially, yeah, wh- whatever it was, wow. we, we met that need. So it was a really, really neat experience for me that would Mark me for all of my life. Mm-hmm. So um, when I look at small group, there's basically four key purposes I look at mm-hmm. for an efficacious small group. So I really want to use that word efficacious, mm-hmm. a, a small group that really accomplishes its purpose. Yeah. I read a report by George Barna two years ago, and in it he was talking about the revolving door mm-hmm. outside the church. You know, people just, just coming in, coming out, how the church has kept losing people. Mm. And we know at times here at Central, yep. it's a real issue. It's a veritable issue that we Absolutely. face. People right. coming in, people coming out. So interestingly, in the report, he said, a person can come to your church. They can experience coming to faith. They can experience being baptized in your church. Mm. They can experience um communion in your church, everything that's really important in that spiritual life. But if they don't experience one thing, they will be gone within six weeks. Hmm. Mm. What's that one thing? A friend. 
Mm. Yeah. If yeah. they did not find that relational component within the church, they could experience a vibrant worship, right. the spiritual sacraments, all those things. But if they didn't make that relational connection, they would eventually be gone. They may love the preaching and all the other elements. Yep. But ultimately, it gets down to relationship. And the kingdom of God is established in relationship. Absolutely. Everything is about relationship. Right. Jesus came that would have a, a relationship with the Father. Right. And so everything's about relationship. So really the core component of a or one of the core purposes mm-hmm. of our small groups is always going to be about relationship. Mm-hmm. It's about going deeper relationally. Right. It's about really getting to know one another. It's about building friendships. Okay. So we have around twelve in our in our life group mm-hmm. here at Central. And we're going over the book of Colossians. And in our last and we, we're meeting tomorrow night again. In our last meeting we decided when we're done with the book, which will probably be well over a year for us, we're all going to go to Colossae together. Wow. Wow. And so we say, you know, we need to start saving. Yeah. Everybody start thinking. We need to start saving. And as a central life group, small group, we're going to go to Colossae. That's so And it's all about Hmm. relationship. It's not so much even about the book. Sure, you want to do that together, right? We're doing this together, a relational trip together. How powerful. So relationship becomes very, very important in our in our life groups mm-hmm. and uh, again it's becoming good friends not just acquaintances people right. who love each other we're all sitting together now in the second and third row yep mm-hmm. you know <laughs> sure are that's our life group yep. yeah and so you know we're, we're coming together we're sitting together we fellowship together i had lunch together with today with one of my people in life group mm-hmm. it's about relationship and so when we're talking about Purpose, your number one purpose has to be that deep, deep relational connection mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. So relationship is the first one. Can, can I ask a, a follow-up there? Yeah. What, what, are, what are you doing to kind of deepen those relationships? Right. That's, that, that's really, really good. So that goes into components. Okay, yeah. I'll just jump over to my first component yeah. okay. of the small group. Okay. Yeah. So we have our purpose. First purpose is relationship. Right. Well, my first component in any healthy small group is going to be a relational component. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we do at every small group is dinner. Mm. So we eat dinner together. I mean, we break bread together. Um, you know, we've been meeting at my and Crystal's home. So we provide the meat. Everyone else brings salad, desserts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we come in and we just have a great time of just sitting around the table together, mm-hmm. laughing, you know, discussing funny things, how the kid's doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete relational component with the dinner. But then after that, we'll ask some real specific questions. So the way we smart start our life group is we always ask the question, hey, how are you doing? And so we'll go down through each mm. person. Yeah. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? How are right. things going? And give them n- not more than a couple minutes, mm-hmm. but give everybody just a couple minutes to talk about how they're doing. And if somebody in that point said, you know what? I've really been challenged. Mm. Mm. That begins to come out. We're not going to make it a counseling session, right? Sure. Right. That would come later after small group. Otherwise your whole thing gets aborted. Yeah. It can abort the whole purpose, but we'll take time right then. Hey, Anthony, Sarah, would you lay hands on them right yeah, now? And just, and just pray. pray yeah. And boom, just like that. So it's, it's always start with the relational component. And those are some of the things that we do. 
Um, the other relational component that I feel is very critical for every life group is what we call my story. Mm-hmm. Mm. And my story is allowing each person to have an opportunity to take up to 15 minutes. Now, we time it. And so you've got to be careful with this. But we give them up to 15 minutes maximum to be able to share their life story. Wow. And we're talking from childhood up to where they are now. And if you get in one that's really intriguing yeah. <laughs> and you can't quite go fit, just say, all right, next week we're going to pick up okay. right where you're at here. And okay. next week we'll give you another opportunity to share. But it is powerful. I'm yeah. sure. You start learning things about people who you're sitting with in church all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, the power of corporate worship yeah. in church on Sunday mornings, on Sunday evenings, on when, it's, it's so significant to the growth. Of, of believers, mm. but you can never get nearly as deep relationally and finding out about people than when we're sitting around and really right. having these opportunities so in the right. life group. That's why right. they're so critical. That's why we wish every person at Central was involved in one right. yep. because you really go deep. So we, we allow each person to be able to share their stories. And there's times, rarely is there not a time where we're all weeping. Right. How do you prep someone to share their story? <laughs> <laughs> we will normally start by example. Mm-hmm. And so Crystal or I would would normally kind of set the template. Okay. Here's how we do that. So, so we kind of set that template. And, uh, and you know, you may not know everybody mm-hmm. in, in your group. You know, that's part of the neat thing about growing together. Mm-hmm. But we set the template. And frankly, if something started getting out of bounds, Crystal and I as leaders right. w- would give some direction to that. Great. But we've not had that. Great. Yeah. And they, they've been powerful and significant. So awesome. that's a relational component. Um, but when I go to the second purpose, the second purpose is discipleship. So the first purpose is relationship. The mm-hmm. second purpose is discipleship. And for so long in the church, we thought discipleship was a program. It was, you know, set some, yeah. and, and we're going to do a right. program, and, and we're going to do some stringent scripture memorization. and But discipleship is really, when we look at the Jesus model, Discipleship is the deliberate strategic impartation of the kingdom of God into a person. Mm. Now, I say it in this context with us, I like to say it's a deliberate strategic impartation of the kingdom of God in a person without your weaknesses. <laughs> it's, it's basically Paul saying, come follow me as I follow Christ. It's yeah. that mm. replication of who we are into somebody else. So all of a sudden you get a bunch of little Jim Bradfords. <laughs> but hopefully they're little Jesuses because Jim is so much like Jesus. Right. And so that's really our goal in discipleship. So one of the key things when we think about here at Central, how do we disciple our people? You know, we, we have Sunday school classes. That, that's a neat opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think everything we do is a part of discipleship. Um, when Jim gets up and preaches or somebody speaks on Sunday morning or on a Sunday, that's all part of discipleship. But that deeper part has to get down to that relational impartation Mm -hmm. of the kingdom. This is where our life groups become so, so critical Mm. because it gives us that opportunity to have deeper impartation, addressing things in in a deeper way. It's the reproduction of the kingdom and at a much more intimate. So it's strategic, it's deliberate, and it's relational. And so that's what discipleship is about. So I feel like life group gives us an incredible opportunity Mm to disciple people in the kingdom, take them. Yeah, that's, that's good. 
we we use a kind of an equation uh, for discipleship. It's learning plus relating equals discipleship. I think it's kind of what you're saying there, maybe a little bit different, but I think we're we're pretty much on the same yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, and you, you have the concepts right. that, that, that there's impartation, there's learning, there's yeah. growth, but it's in a relational, yeah. relational context. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at Jesus, everything was about relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what these life groups need to be about. When the key things has to be about relationship, it has to be about discipleship. It's not good enough just sitting on the table and talking about, hey, how's right. your week been, Anthony? Sarah, how'd your wedding go? How's your, you know, right. it, it, you got to go beyond that to the issues of the kingdom of God and how we're living that out. That's right. a powerful thing about a life group and a small group. It's great. The, the third thing, third uh, purpose is accountability. Mm. Um, you know, today a lot of people don't like to be held accountable. Right. When I actually started in my first small group in InterVarsity, as a student, you had to sign a covenant. Now, I'm not suggesting that in this at all, right. but that's how intense it Some was. Some do, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, we're, yeah. we're serious about this. You know, we're very serious about it. We're signing a covenant. Right. And, but that really gets down to the issue of accountability. So the powerful thing of a life group in, in Central Assembly, a small group, is the issue of we're holding each other accountable mm-hmm. on how we treat people, on how we address them, on um, our commitment to church our commitment to family, our commitment to each other, our mm-hmm. commitment to Christ. All of those things are things that we hold people accountable to. So I will tell you, in our, in our life group, now, I'm because of my crystal schedule, I'm, I'm maybe at church a third of the <laughs> yeah. time, right. regrettably. Yep. But if I don't see one of my people there, hey, man, I was at church Sunday, didn't see you. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll probe. We'll really mm. ask, yeah. you know, and make sure they're not just slacking, make sure they're not... We are going to hold people accountable. Our thing is, to if you're giving me this life group, you're part of the, of the bigger body at Central Assembly of God. Mm-hmm. This is not your church. Right. This That's is so only important. a small portion of your church experience. That's so good. This is not your church. Right. Our church body is the composite of everybody at Central Assembly. I am not your pastor. Mm. Okay, we have pastors who serve. We have Pastor Sarah, we have Pastor Anthony, we have Carter, you know, we, we have Pastor Jim. These are your pastors. Yeah. I'm your life group leader. Mm. And so we really work to hold people in accountability. That's one of the powerful things of a life group. Right. And, and what we'll find is that the more people we have involved in life group, the more people we'll have involved in the broader church body. Right. I'm, I'm 100% convinced of that. Mm-hmm. So accountability is another purpose. And then the uh, fourth purpose is spiritual growth. Now, we want people to grow in the kingdom. We want them to grow in the word, to grow in prayer, to grow in their knowledge of God and their relationship with him. So that's really the fourth component of a life group and a small group, one that's efficacious, that is that there's going to be spiritual growth. So there's relationship, there's discipleship, there's accountability, mm-hmm. And spiritual growth. So those are the uh, those are the purposes. I will say this too awesome. in terms of accountability. I hold them spiritually accountability and relationally accountable as well. Mm. And that relational accountability is another really, really big thing. I can tell you eventually in a life group, in a small group, you'll have conflict. Mm. Yep. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. The f- yes, it is. The four the four seasons. And a life group is a whole nother remarkable mm. podcast. Right. Yeah. But one of those is conflict and eventually get conflict. Yeah. And if you're doing it right, right. You, right. You, you, you <laughs> at some point, at some, yep. at some point you're going to get the conflict. And when that comes, 
it's the ability to hold people accountable mm. to make sure that we address things correctly. So how, how do you know you're you're ready for this as a leader, yeah. for these things, to, to, to lead through these things, especially right. you're going to talk about leading through conflict. How do you, how do you know you're ready for that? Um, obviously, Scott, you're an amazing leader just in your own right, not just a life group leader, but you, you, lead, you lead a lot of people and have for a lot of years. But, you know, some some of our some life group leaders may say, I'm not a leader. Right. They are. They don't know it, but they are. Right. I'm not prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, my thing is if you're a disciple of Jesus and you are committed to making disciples who make disciples who make disciples, Second Timothy 2, two mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. committed to that. My thing is you are in the appropriate posture for leadership of a small group. You may not understand everything technically yet, but that's why you're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. We're, we're here to help equip people exactly to be able to lead a small group efficaciously i think that's a whole reason why we do these podcasts is that we can help equip our leaders um to be efficacious in in what they're doing in their small groups exactly so you know nobody's perfect nobody knows everything we're always learning we're always growing Mm -hmm. Um, but when your posture and attitude is i want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples Mm -hmm. to me that's a great green flag that says this person is really fit and we right. can help equip them. Absolutely. If it's about you, mm. if you go in there with an agenda, let me tell you how I know you're not ready. If you're going in there with an agenda, well, I'm going to really teach these people something, <laughs> or I'm going to straighten out what pastor so-and-so yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. And you're not the right person for this. Sure. A person t- who leads a small group has to be one who's been submitted to leadership. If they're not submitted, they have no business whatsoever leading a, a life group. They need to be submitted to leadership, and they needed to have exhibited a commitment to the bigger church of Central Assembly of God. And if they've not exhibited that, they have no no business serving in this capacity. Yeah. So those are two a couple things yeah. that, that will tell you whether you're ready or not. <laughs> right. That's good. Awesome. So you talked about your four purposes. We kind of right. got yeah. into the first couple of components. Yeah. So I'll wrap up the components. Yeah, let's do and that. We'll, yeah. So, of course, there's a relational aspect that, you know, the dinner is something that begins right. to open things up, questions. Um, my story, each person has to share a sure story. But another key component gets down to Bible study. So what we'll do is we'll sit down, we'll have dinner, everybody eats, kind of tells what's going But then we'll ask everybody, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Chip, do that. Then we'll begin to deliver. We'll have my story. Someone will share their story. And then we're going to break open the word. I like a, a life group. Ours goes about two hours. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, that's because we do a dinner and stuff. So it right. extends it out some. If we sure. were just coming over, having some snacks and breaking open, I normally like to target hour to hour and a half, hour and a mm-hmm. half at the max. Mm-hmm. Because you want them leaving wanting more rather right. than looking at their watch. Exactly. <laughs> But the more relationally in tune they become, the longer these things drag out mm. in a positive way. Yep. Because now they want to hang out and talk. Right. Now they want to be out in the foyer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> they, they want to hang out and talk, which is a very, very positive thing. So the longer the group's together, the more likely you are that it will have a tendency to expand out some. Um, ours goes about two hours, but that's because we have the dinner component with it. So they yeah. share my story. After my story, we go into Bible study. And uh, what we did for our small group, and we're just committed to this, is that we go over a book in the Bible. And so we selected 
the book of Colossians, Mm -hmm. and we're going very, very deep. And so we're not just doing random scripture or random topics. Because we want to really grow and learn and expand, we've picked one book. We've decided we're going to go very, very deep in this book. So everybody comes in prepared. Everybody knows where we left off. Everybody knows where we started. That's good. So I started the first three or four meetings to set the template as leader. This is how we do the Bible study. This is what it looks like. This is how deep we go. So we don't just do like eight verses uh, a small group. We may do eight words a small group. Mm. Wow. We took the first whole two small groups just discussing the whole historical context of Colossae, mm-hmm. talking about Paul, the Pharisee, and beginning to open up. Anytime we get to a name in any book, who was this who person? Was that? Yeah. So we dig deep in terms of, of who this person is. So it's been fun. They're learning. They're growing. It's part of discipleship. So, cool. so Bible yeah. study. Hey, I thought of nothing with that Bible study. This is kind of cool. We don't do it, but we've done it before. And that is scripture memorization. Yeah. It can be really fun when you take scriptures out of the book that you're studying. Uh-huh. And uh, each week somebody says, hey, this week we're going to you know, memorize Colossians 1.10. That's cool. And so next time we come That's together, awesome. yeah. you, you know, we all, we all work to try to memorize that. And at the end of the thing, you just see how many of them you can quote. Right. It's a good amount. So it's, it's really neat. fun. Scripture memorization awesome. um, and going deep. Uh, th- the last thing is prayer. I think that's the last component that I think is really, really critical. You know, you can have your relationship time. You can have the, 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 the history time. You have the, the great Bible study, but end in prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, when there's times we might stop right in the middle of maybe a my story or of how you're doing and have a couple minutes of prayer. But we always end in prayer. And we'll break up, and a different person will facilitate the prayer. So at the beginning, Chris and I modeled. But now we have other people who lead these segments. And so we don't lead every Bible study now either. So in prayer, each week we kind of parse that out. And that person will say, hey, you know, break up in groups of three. And just take, share a need mm-hmm. and take three minutes to pray for each person. Not more than three minutes. So we sure. always put a time limit on everything. It's another critical point. You put a time limit on everything. Um, keep it on track. So uh, those are the four purposes and the four components of an efficacious uh, small group, life group. I think that if we do that in Central, we're going to see a lot of neat things happen and some great growth. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we wrap this up, I do have a quick question. For the listener who's listening to this and says, why is a time constraint so important? Can you just speak real quick to why is it important to have set times for different things? Yes, because you have multiple people in a life group. And oftentimes people can capitalize, and it begins kind of all about them, all about me. There may be a life group where something merits that. Mm. That could happen, but it is the rarity, not something that's common. And so because we have these things that we know make for an efficacious small group, we want to make sure that we're able to cover each of these mm-hmm. components. Right. And, uh, you know, if you get if you get stuck on one thing, you're never going to get to the Bible study. So right. people may know each other really well. Hmm. They may know their history real well, but they won't know the word. Right. right. And so, you know, we want to get that full scope of discipleship, the deliberate, strategic, relational implantation right. of the kingdom of God in a person's life. That's awesome. So part of the timing is just being strategic. We have certain things we want to make sure that we accomplish in order to do that. 
you're going to have to make sure that we have some time limits. And right. I imagine an, another positive to that is that then people always come to the meeting know, knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> right. they know Instead of this like, right. well, so-and-so may take over yeah. the meeting and it might. They, they and know you know those confident. too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know the, and that's what we're avoiding. Yeah. yeah. That's so and, good. And so it's it's been really healthy. And those are things I've learned over 40 years of small group ministry. It's awesome. You start really learning that stuff. So. Right. Love it. All right. Scott, do you have one last thing? Anything you want our leaders here? Just an encouraging anything you want to share with them? I'd love to come back and share the four, the four seasons. <laughs> seasons. Oh, we'd love to do that. So let's, let's plan on having you back. That would That'd be, be that would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, we, we love Central Assembly. We love our people. Remember, small group is just only one aspect of the body of Christ at Central Assembly. Amen. 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 Awesome. I love it. So Scott, good. thanks for taking the time today. My pleasure. Yeah. So much fun. My pleasure. All right. Wow, what an awesome conversation with Scott. That was awesome. Scott is great. He is. He's so fun guy. to have in this space, too. He is. Just so vibrant. He's a little smart for me, though. <laughs> I have to be honest. I, I know. I'm, like, keeping track. I'm, like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Yes, yeah. I know. So if, if you're anything like Anthony and I, and you're like, okay, hang on, I want to grab what he just said again. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over the purposes really quick. The yep. four purposes he touched on is relationship for an effective group, discipleship, accountability and spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And so he gave a lot of great prime examples, how to kind of navigate and assess that in your group. So take some time to see if there's one that's really heavy in group and not so much the other. He stressed it's important to have all four of these um, to have a really balanced group that Mm -hmm. has potential for growth. Yeah. And I I love that, you know, Scott really lives this out with his group. Um, Not only is he in charge of training um, leaders throughout Chi Alpha, throughout the nation to do this, but he, he does this with his group here at Central right. uh, week after week, and he's so, so intentional, as you could tell. Uh, both he and Crystal are very intentional about everything that they do, um, and I think that's kind of what it comes down to, right? It's just right. this intentionality. Yes. Pick these things out, be intentional about each one, um, and you'll be fine. You'll get there. Right. He, I mean, he said, if you have a desire to be a disciple of God and to disciple others, mm-hmm. disciple people who disciple people, right? A yep. big part of what Kyle does. Yep. Then you're like, that's, that's the posture you need. And exactly. if you have that genuine heart to build disciples who will build disciples, Hey, yep. you're off to a good start. Yep. All right. Well, that was great. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, if you found us and you don't attend central, we're glad that you did. Yeah, this welcome. is not just for central group leaders. It's for anybody that leads any sort of small group, um, in a church setting or whatever setting you may do that. Um, if you did like the podcast, please uh, give us a rating, a yes. good rating and review. That would be awesome. <laughs> We'd love it. Um, also subscribe to the podcast because that's the easiest way that you're going to be able to get the podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to the Central Group Leadership Podcast. And we thank you for being with us today again. Yeah.